What is good, sports world? Welcome to the Family Feud Football Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Dell, the mad journalist, sitting here with my co-host slash father, a.k.a. the godfather, Mr. Alan Dell, former Tampa Bay Bucks and NFL beat writer, and jumping into our weekly NFL buy or sell overreaction, underreaction episode, looking back at the week that was and taking what we learned and applying that to the future, especially this week, looking forward to week six of the NFL season without... Without further ado, Mr. Allendale, my biggest lesson, hashtag lesson learned, is simply don't overreact. Oh, I see now, yes. It's all good, yeah. The highlight for me this week, honestly, uh, a little bit off the field. I, I uh, John Gruden, after he won in London, he in the locker room, he was doing some kind of dance. It might have been the Irish jig. I, I don't know. I never saw him so happy, and uh, he deserved it. And they're 3-2 and two and probably a good 3-2, and two, a strong 3-2, and two, and they have a great running back in Josh, Jock, Jock, excuse me, Josh Jacobs. Say hello, Felicia. A Nick Saban throwaway. There's plenty of those, but anyway, that's the latest. Okay, so that, that goes into my point and, and the lesson of what we've been going back and forth. Each week we look at things we're buying or selling in the NFL, then we follow that up later in the week with some of our best bets against the spread, things that we're placing wagers on, whether it's totals, teasers, parlays, money line, spreads, et cetera, et cetera. But this week, it's simple. Don't overreact. Just like what you said, John Gruden doing his dance, Josh Jacobs, Jingleheimer, Schmidt, however you want to say it, don't overreact to the Raiders being 3-2. and two. They've had two impressive wins back-to-back. They went on the road and beat the Indianapolis Colts two weeks ago. This past week in London, they beat the Chicago Bears, what some people still consider a Super Bowl contender, or at least an NFC title contender. And look, they're they're three and two. Give all props and kudos to the Oakland Raiders. However, do not overreact. They're on a bye this week. When they come back in week seven, there's going to be public perception favoring them, and Vegas is going to use that to influence the spread in whatever game, whatever team that they're playing that week. I, I I'm it's it's missing me right now. I just got to double check the schedule to see who the Raiders are playing coming back. But th- this goes back to a, a bigger point of thing about whether you're making bets, whether you're analyzing things for fantasy football, is to fade the public as much as possible. And what does fade the public means? It, it, what does that mean? It means the public often overreacts to teams that are doing well in a given week and teams that perform poorly in a given week. So the Raiders are going to come off this bye for this example. Their next two games are at the Green Bay Packers and then at the Houston Texans. And I guarantee you that at the Green Bay Packers in that game, they're going to be closer underdogs than what they would have been a week ago before they beat the Bears or two weeks ago before they beat the Colts. So, you know, if you're if you're saying you're buying in and you think this is a solid solid three and two Raiders team that has a chance for an AFC wild card, by all means, go with the flow and buy the Raiders. But I'm not buying the Raiders. I I, I think that this team still at best finishes six and ten, seven and nine. I'd be shocked if they got to eight and eight on the season. They're still minus twenty point differential. On the season, I, I think they caught a sleeping Colts team that was looking ahead to their primetime showdown Sunday night when they beat the Chiefs this past week. I think they caught another sleeping team with the Bears. I think that teams are going to stop sleeping on the Raiders, which lowers their value given by Vegas and just overall in, in the NFL football community, whether it's betting, whether it's fantasy football, etc. Mr. Allendale, your four bets from last week, in my opinion, were all overreactions. You bet the Giants giving point uh getting points from the Vikings because they had beaten the Redskins by 20 plus in the week before you bet the Bucks that was your best bet going up against the Saints because the Bucks look great in a road win outright at the Rams 
Okay, and the Tennessee Titans, another team that had come off a big win against the Falcons. The Bills had just lost to the Patriots the previous week. So what I'm saying is you want to put a little more money in your pocket betting these games week to week or, or do better from the an analyzing standpoint. To me, it's don't overreact, and I'm trying my hardest not to do that myself. Just using the example, I'm, I'm not throwing it all on you there, but I don't think we should overreact to the Raiders. I don't think we should overreact to the Bucks losing at New Orleans. I still think the Bucks are a solid team, but I'm not going to overreact saying that they're not a, con uh, a playoff contender anymore just because they had a division road loss at a tough New Orleans Saints team. Do you agree or not? Well, let me say this about the Titans. Their kicker missed four field goals. So, uh, In my opinion, that's got fired Sunday night. Cairo but, Santos cut. Yeah, okay. but uh, he missed I'll give four you that field one goals. And, and one was blocked, and two were in the 30s. So that, that's nine points, so. That he just threw away. So I, let's let's be careful about that one. Uh, okay, so I, I just want to. Your, your best bet two weeks ago was against the Bucks. You, you were picking the Rams, laying nine and a half, ten points, and then you your best bet was on the Bucks last week. So I know you got a little emotional tie to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You were really. Tampa Bay Bucks columnist for quite a few years. I think you might deny it, but I think that the proof's in the pudding, Mr. Allen. Uh, they, 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 you got a little emotional tie to the Bucks, whether they're. I think you get too low on them or too high on them, where maybe. They're just a solid 8-8 eight eight football team. Yeah, it looks that way. What I've seen them do in, in some of the years where they started off good, they win a game that no one expects them to win. It's out on the West Coast sometimes, and everybody's going crazy. The hype is running, and then they lose the next game because they, they're not – emotionally, they're not, they're, not, they're not up for it. So. Okay, so kind of – kind of. But uh, let me – got to give New Orleans credit. Sure. They're, especially sure. their defense. I mean – they shut out Shaq Barrett, the guy that was going into the game leading the league in nine sacks. He had no sacks and no quarterback hurries. They totally so what you're won. saying is kudos to the offensive line, not just the defense. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, and they also shut out Mike Evans, the top, one of the top receivers yeah. in the league. He didn't have a catch. I give it to Marshawn Lattimore on that one for sure because he pretty much shut down Amari Cooper the week before Sunday Night Football when the Cowboys lost at the Saints. And this was the Saints team that once Drew Brees went down, I was all about betting against the Saints because, in, in essence, I was betting against Teddy Bridgewater. And what I learned was that they went their first game, first full game without Drew Brees, they went to Seattle. I bet Seattle I lost that bet. The next week, they're playing at home to the Cowboys. You think, okay, the Cowboys might be an upgrade over Seattle. I'm going to take the Cowboys because maybe the Saints aren't as good as we thought they were in that win against the Seahawks. So I was overreacting a little bit to that, to the Cowboys' quick start and didn't put enough value on the Saints. So I lost two weeks in a row betting the Saints. I laid off that game against the Bucks and the Saints. I really tried not to bet division games as much as I can because yeah, football is such a high-variance, unpredictable game. I think when you have two highly, moted, highly motivated division rivals going against each other, that unpredictability ratchets, ratchets it up a few notches even more than what we would normally get in a given Sunday game. So that's why I stayed away from that game. I told you I would lean the Bucks, but I definitely wasn't betting the Bucks in that one. And look, you got to give props, like you said, to Sean Payton, getting the offensive line ready to shut Shaq Barrett out of the game plan, who had been killing opposing offensive lines for the Bucks this past year. And you got to give credit to the defense, and Marshawn Lattimore stepped up his play for sure. Mike Evans being held catchless. I mean, as Bruce Arians in that offense, you you can't have an excuse for that. You know, you're, you're one of your top two, if not best receiver next to Chris Godwin. Go zero for zero on what five six targets. I mean, that that's inexcusable there. So, where do the Bucks go from here, Mr. Allendale? Kyle Allen. Who's three and zero this year as a starter and four and zero? Seven TDs, no interceptions. 
Three, um, lo- three lost fumbles on that, but I definitely give you the seven TDs and no interceptions thing. Cam Newton shed his walking boot as of this week as the latest, but he will not be playing in the London game. This game opened as a pick The latest line that I've seen has actually had money coming in on the Panthers in this game, and Carolina is now consensus line looking at Vegas Insiders, which aggregates all the different lines from different books and, and casinos, and they put together kind of the average. So so this line opened at a pick it's now at Carolina minus two. Are, are, are you going, are you tripling down on the Bucks for a third straight week th- th- this week? I know we're not making our bets yet, but how, how do you like Bucks plus t- plus two on a neutral field against the Panthers? Plus two? I like Christian McCaffrey. Okay, so, so it looks like, you, so now you're going against the Bucks. You're you're overreacting to the Bucks loss at the Saints, and you're going on the Panthers now. Well, this might be three straight bet. losses for you betting the Bucks. I, I don't know if I want to bet that game. It's just too yeah. hard to tell. I, I agree with you. That I don't have a, a specific strong feel in, in that game either. He's a little banged up, too. Okay, so there's we started off doing this as our buy or sell episode, and we want to talk about things we're kind of buying, selling, overreacting to. We would talk about lesson learned. What did we learn from this past week? How are we applying it to the future? So we want to look at some of the best early line bets early in the week. A few things like our stat of the week. We want to have a mystery team, a team that we're not sure of whether we're buying or selling that team. And we want to look ahead to the to the upcoming schedule. So the NFL Week 6 schedule, what are our biggest upset alerts and what are our biggest games of the week that we want to talk a little bit about and break down for this week in the NFL season. So without further ado, Mr. Allendale, your mystery team, I'm going to ask you, are you buying or selling the San Francisco 49ers? No, I think they're going to lose against the Rams. They're they're my latest uh, overrated. They're, the, there's only, what, two undefeated teams, them and uh, New England. I think their undefeated streak ends against the Rams. Uh, it's time for the Rams to win. They lost, you know, two close games. And, well, no, actually, I shouldn't say the Bucs. It was kind of close. But a missed field goal did them in by a guy who normally makes them. So, so I'm going to give you credit now that you took the lesson learned from the intro of this podcast, and you are not overreacting to the 49ers looking like world beaters. You're not so. So let me do, let me get this straight. You are not overreacting to the 49ers absolutely waxing no, the Cleveland Browns on no, Monday Night Football. I, I think 49ers are the most overrated undefeated team. That's not to say they're not good though. Well, I think there's only two undefeated teams left. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. The Patriots and the Niners. So I definitely would agree that they're the worst out of those two teams. So I don't know well, how much you're telling uh, me there. Let me say they're one of the weakest teams out of teams that are two games over 500. I'll, I'll okay, I mean, I, I see what you're trying to say. You, you think the 49ers are overrated. So they're your mystery team. You're, a, you're selling the 49ers as a contender right now. I mean, Nick Bose is not Superman. He's a good player, but... Let's, you know, According to Booger McFarland, he's not athletic either. Uh, that, that, that was one of the tweet storms. Well, Booger McFarland's <laughs> not athletic either. <laughs> Uh, taking shots at Booger's getting so many shots on, on his Monday Night Football commentary this week. It, it's just like Jason Witten was last year, man. It's, it's funny to see. I'd like to see people actually that are sending these tweets out, making fun of these commentators to actually get in the booth themselves and call a game. So, all right, so let, let, let's get off that topic a little bit. I got a handful of teams. I'm kind of cheating. I'm not picking one team to buy or sell, but I'm going to list you a handful of teams here, Mr. Allendale. These teams are either three and two or two and three on the season. You tell me. You tell me which ones you're buying or selling. Indianapolis Colts, Dallas Cowboys, Chicago Bears, Los Angeles Rams, Oakland Raiders, Los Angeles Chargers, and Minnesota Vikings. All two and three or three and two teams. Do any of those teams stand out well, as teams you're buying or selling in terms of are these teams contenders or pretenders? Yeah, I think the Colts could be the way they emphasis on the running. Uh, if you saw. The- you know, in 2018, they ran the ball 38% of the time, and they were 20th in the league in rushing. This year, 
They're running the ball 48% of the time, and they're fourth in the league in rushing. And that's what Frank White, Reich wanted to do against Kansas City the other night, is just run, run the ball. And it works. And they're playing a lot of man-to-man defense, which has caused the Kansas City Chiefs problems in the last two games. So yeah, I'll give I'm you- believing in Indiana. I mean, they're going to go to the Super Bowl. I doubt them, but they're, they're legit. Playoff contender. They're, they're, they they had that big win at the Chiefs. Look, they, they laid an egg at home against the Raiders, and then they go on the road to beat the Chiefs in prime time. Okay, now now they have now they have the bye week, and they're going to be playing back to back home games when they come out of that bye uh, when they come out of that bye against the Texans and the Broncos. So it's going to be two tough games for them there. Then they're at the Steelers before they have a home game against the Dolphins. Those are the next four games for the Colts there. Like I told you, that the second I saw the tweet about Andrew Luck retiring, I actually got to one of the online sports book I, sports books that I place wagers on, and before they even locked the bet of over-under season wins for the Indianapolis Colts, it was plus-minus 9.5 over-under for season wins for the Colts with Andrew Luck as their quarterback. Look, they're 3-2, and, and and on that pace, I might lose my bet. I still think it's a solid bet with all the information given because once the lines were reset – after Lux retirement was announced, it went from nine and a half down to six and a half. Okay, I still think this Colts team can go eight and eight, nine and seven. I'm still feeling good about under nine and a half, which means they can go nine and seven and I can win my bet. But I digress there. Dallas Cowboys, uh, another team that started off the season as contenders. Are they pretenders now after losing back to back games? Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, they look pretty, you know, they, they look sleepy, like they're half asleep and, uh, Green Bay game, look, they didn't care. That, you have to blame that on the coach. I don't know what went wrong. Uh, You're sleepy. What's you up, You didn't homie? expect that. It looked like they just laid down or seemed indifferent to the game. And, and I'm and I'm going to say that you're talking about sleeping, the Dallas Cowboys, these last two games, their record under uh, under their head coach, uh, Jason Garrett, their history, their history in terms of performance against the spread coming off of a loss is pretty bad, if not one of the worst in the NFL I don't have the exact number, but it's definitely something to keep your eye on because they're going on the road against a winless Jets team who's getting their starting quarterback back. And let's not forget that Sam Darnold almost led the Jets to a week one win against the four and one Bills. They almost they, they should have won that game. OK, and he's been out since then. And that's a huge difference going from him to Luke Falk. I know you love your boy Luke Falk from the air raid and, and Mike no, Leach's offense, but Come on, let, let, let's not lock, let's not knock on Luke Falk all too much. But I think Darnold coming back, this isn't one of my favorite early line bets, but I am not taking the Cowboys minus seven or minus seven and a half at the Jets. You talk that that's a great bet in my opinion. The Jets saying that the Cowboys are ten are ten points better than the Jets. I think that's crazy. Okay. And I think this is this is one of my biggest upset alerts of the week. And I don't, I don't want to tease ahead too much, but uh, the Cowboys right now, I'm selling as a Super Bowl contender. Uh, Chicago Bears, another team I'm selling. I sold them from the beginning of the season. People overreacted, like I said, overreact, underreact. People overreacted to Chase Daniel having one win under his belt when Trubisky went out with an injury two weeks ago. And now everyone's saying, oh, now Trubisky's going to be the starter when he comes back. What happened to the QB controversy there? The, the, the Bears lost on a neutral field to the Oakland Raiders. This is not a Super Bowl contending team. The Chicago Bears, I'm selling the Cowboys. I'm selling the Bears. I'm selling the Colts because, yeah, maybe they can go 8-8, eight 9-7. Eight, and seven. They're not real contenders in the NFL or teams that are 3-2. and two. All three of these teams that are 3-2, and two, I'm selling all of them. I'm selling the Rams. Well, I don't I don't buy the hype with the Rams. If you sell the Cowboys, who do you like in the NFC East? I, I love the Eagles. The oh, Eagles, no. Eagles are my favorite team in the NFC East. Over. It's not even close. It's either the Eagles or the Cowboys. 
Those are the only two teams in the NFC East that no, have a chance. Eagles, Eagles have a good defense, but their offense is highly questionable. Well, once they get Deshaun Jackson back, I think it'll make a big difference. I've, but I've heard I mean, that for seven years. But look, one of one of the biggest games of the week is going to be the Eagles at the Vikings, a battle between two, three, and two teams. Uh, I, the Eagles secondary is pretty bad. I mean, they beat up on Luke Falk this past week, but they do have a very good run defense and defensive line. So I will give them that there. Oakland Raiders, I'm selling. Los Angeles Chargers, they're two and three now after losing at home to the Broncos. I'm still gonna buy the Los Angeles Chargers. At all these teams I mentioned are three and two. The Chargers are actually two and three, but I'm buying the Los Angeles Chargers. Getting Melvin Gordon back in that offense, working things out. They got tons of injuries on defense right now. If they can just maintain and stay in the wild card race in the AFC, I think this team has a potential to be a contender come playoff time. And the Minnesota Vikings, I know they beat up on the Giants this past week. I'm selling. So out of all seven of these teams I just listed, they either three and two or two and three. I'm selling all the three and two teams. That's six teams right there. I'm selling all of them, and I'm buying the only two and three team that I mentioned, which is the Los Angeles Chargers. I still believe in Rivers. I still believe in that defense when they get healthy. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams back in the fold. Maybe one of the best running back duos in the league now with Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon back. Once he gets back to game speed, I love the Chargers to make a run in the AFC, even though they were just upset at home to the Broncos a division game, which is why I stay away from those division games when making bets. So let's move on from buy or sell. Mr. Allendale, you got a stat of the week for us here. What's your stat of the week? Well, I gave you one. New England is giving up, uh, is the only team in the league giving up single digits per game. They're giving up 6.8 points per game. Next lowest is the Bears at 13.8. I thought that's that was a pretty impressive stat. They've only given up 34 points all year. Okay, and now they're playing against what you call America's favorite team. Danny Dan, Danny Dimes, Patriots hosting the New York Giants on that's Thursday be, Night Football. That's going to be a tough one. That's really tough. I, How do you like their – you bring up the stat of the defense. Is this defense going to hold, gonna hold stance against the Giants on Thursday yeah, night? Barkley, Giants maybe missing Barkley, maybe missing no, Wayne Goldman too, think, and Evan Ingram, their tight end. I don't think Barkley will play. It doesn't make sense. Why play him? Sit him out, and then the next time it will be almost two weeks. It will be more than two weeks. So I don't, I don't see him playing. I don't anticipate that. And the Giants are in for a rough game. Maybe they can bring Eli back. De- definitely in for a rough game. I, I, I mean, I, I know you're joking there about bringing Eli back, but the, the, you talk about you, you always complain as a college football fan about Alabama's schedule. I think New England's got an easier schedule than Alabama yeah, but, uh, to start this year off. They, they don't make it up. You know, well, the league makes it up. The, oh, they, they host the Giants don't Thursday night. Don't talk to me night. about Alabama's schedule. They haven't. The best team they've played is 3-2. and two. They have not played a team that's currently ranked in the top 25. It's ridiculous. Just got under the godfather's skin with that one. Let's stick to the NFL because the Patriots have 10 days off after the Giants, and they're going to be at the Jets on Monday Night Football the week after in week uh, in week seven, excuse me. And then they're going to be playing the Browns and the Ravens in back-to-back weeks. And then finally a decent stretch where they're going to be at the Eagles against the Cowboys at home, at the Texans, against the Chiefs at home. So maybe a somewhat competitive four-game stretch for the Patriots, albeit towards the latter part of the season. So let, let's let's move on from there. And, and my stat of the week is minus 50. And you say, what does minus 50 mean? Minus 50 represents the number of the fifth worst point. Of the, this Minus 50 represents the number of the fifth worst plus-minus point differential in the NFL awarded to none other than Matt Ryan and your Atlanta Falcons. Mr. Allendale, minus 50 on the season. Atlanta Falcons, one in four. Are you buying that they have any chance to make a playoff run in the NFC Doesn't with that look offense? Good. I think coach might get fired, Dan Quinn. So. Yeah, I think he's definitely next on the chopping block, talking about a hot seat. 
right there. And, and just we, we, we brought up the Cowboys, and I think we've been talking about them almost every week in our buy or sell. And, and you talk, you drafted Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Ezekiel Elliott as the first pick in our draft. You think you had pick number five, right? And he was a consensus top five, top six fantasy pick in drafts this year. His, tar- his target share has dropped 10 percentage points. So, so last year he was getting targeted on 22.2% of his routes. This year getting targeted on just 12.2% of its ra- of his routes. So you look at the drop-off in terms of elite fantasy production from Zeke Elliott or just elite production in general is that he is not invol- involved in the passing game like he was last year. And wow. that's made a huge impact on his stat line at the end of each game. Stats might be a little skewed because the first two games are just kind of breaking him in. Yeah, so let, I hope they get him more involved in the passing game, not just for fantasy's sake, but just to give that offense more versatility. And, hey, you open up his, you open up the target share for him, I, I think you get more Michael Gallup open down the field and you get more Amari Cooper open down the field and across the middle of the field as well. So let, let's pivot here as we wrap up this podcast episode. We're going to talk about best early lines of the week. You can just give me one, Mr. Allendale. I'm just going to rattle off a few here. We're not making our best bets yet. That comes in the later week podcast episode here on the Family Feud Football Podcast. So far when these lines came come out, you might see something maybe a half point more or less. Titans plus three at the Broncos. I think the Titans are a better football team. The Broncos are coming off a big division win. I think they're due for a letdown spot in this game going back to Mile High Stadium. I like Tennessee to bounce back from losing to the Bills with their new kicker. I like the Eagles plus three at the Vikings. These are two games that I've already placed bets on earlier in the week just in case the line moves in the opposite direction, which I think it will in this case. I think you're going to see more bets going on the Eagles, which could move this down to plus two and a half, plus two. Same thing with the Titans. I've already seen them down to plus two and a half. I like the Eagles plus three at the Vikings. I like the Titans plus three at the Broncos. And one to keep my eye on or to keep our eyes on here is the Washington Redskins. Jay Gruden was fired this this week, first NFL coach fired on the season. And Washington is only laying three points at the Miami Dolphins. And the reason why I haven't bet this yet is because the Dolphins are coming off a bye. They're playing maybe the second worst team in the NFL. So this could be Miami's best chance all year for one victory. I, I, I saw three and a half. I, I got Miami plus three and a half. I okay. like them in this game. So. I, I can't follow you for that. It's just something to keep your eye on. I don't know what's I, – I think I like the Redskins better if Colt McCoy starts because he's less turnover prone than Case Keenum. But Washington, I think, just is – it's 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 1A and 1B in terms of who's the worst. And I think the difference between 1A and 1A, 1A and 1B might be a lot when comparing the Redskins and the Dolphins here. So – Tanking for Tua, let's see which team gets closer to that after this weekend. I'm keeping my eye on that spread. And without further ado, let's move on. Our last two topics here are going to be biggest upset alert and then the biggest game of the week. What do you got? What's your biggest upset alert for week six? My biggest game of the week is the 49ers at the Rams. Absolutely. That's the best game okay. on the slate. We got four games in week six between teams 500 or better records. That's 49ers at the Rams. Eagles at the Vikings, which I mentioned earlier. We got the Texans at the Chiefs. And then Monday Night Football, we have the Detroit Lions visiting Lambeau Field and the Green Bay Packers. So 49ers at Rams, you, you got an early feel for that game. You said the 49ers are overrated, so it sounds to me like you're, you're, you're uh, banking on the Rams in this one. I definitely am. Yeah, upset early line, I uh, well, I told you I like Miami, and I like the Titans plus two and a half. Okay, so we're both definitely. on the same page there. But you got to get it plus three because that's the key number that so many NFL final scores land on that three-point spread. If you can get them plus three instead of plus two and a half, you're going to be put, putting yourself at a way better chance to win that bet. I agree with you there. And your biggest upset alert, uh, upset alert you're saying Miami, just in yeah. general. Yeah. Yeah. 
I like I, I it's funny because I'm keeping my eye on Washington minus three at Miami but I also had the Dolphins I had the Redskins on upset alert versus the Dolphins I think this is their best chance to get a win all season upset alert I mentioned it brief, briefly earlier New York Jets over the Cowboys with Sam Darnold back in the fold against a potentially overrated Dallas Cowboys team and then I'm going the opposite of you I think upset alert could be why are the undefeated San Francisco 49ers underdogs at an underperforming Rams team. I think that's an upset right there that I got my eye on as well as the 49ers winning on the road at the Rams. Although the biggest asterisk and question mark for me is after you after losing their fullback, Kyle Juszczyk, last night, he's going to be out four to six weeks and could have a big impact on the running game that Kyle Shanahan likes to bring to his opponents. That could slow them down a little bit and, and, and maybe lessen well, their value. And Zerline doesn't miss that field goal. The Rams are 4-1, and one and nobody's talking about it. But the Rams it. should have never even got the ball back in the first place, so I, I'm going to throw that right back at you. Maybe maybe Zerline should have even never had the chance to get that kickoff in the first place. Uh, that's another debate for another day, and that's going to wrap it up here. Any final thoughts, Mr. Allendale, as we get ready for this week of games? Just keep on trucking. Yeah, yeah, I just, I'll just do it. No big deal. I'll just dive into it and just start singing. <clears throat> We're going to do a, a, a quick recap on our best bets episode and reviewing the last two weeks. We started doing our best bets and quick picks episode in week four. We've got two weeks of bets under our belt, Mr. Allendale. I'm keeping track. What's that? The Godfather, one and eight out of the nine picks given on the Family Feud Football Podcast. Oh, and two on your best bets. Ernie, was Myself, terrible. pat myself on the back. Uh, shout out to me. Six and three on the season, two and zero oh with my best bets. Let's not jinx ourselves here, but I hope you get on a better track with your I wallet, was just man. Joking. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Let, let, let's see if you can bring some fire to to the podcast table with the best bets episode this week. Well, that does it for this week's episode. Our NFL buy or sell on the Family Feud Football Podcast. We appreciate you tuning in. See you next time. Peace out. Peace out. Say hello, Felicia. Yeah. Steve Harvey, this the family feuding, baby mama drama, got the family losing, smoking, back, out the front door fuming, I was just a student, now you look like foodie, yeah. hunger got me moving, starving artists too, I'm just being human, I'm a human being, I might start a movement, like the Carter too. when my bitch catch me cheating, Go shop for shoes. I'm getting even. Now I'm getting even more than that. More than that. Yeah. Switch pie. I want more than half. Yeah. Two say I want more than that. More than that. Hot and ready like you ordered that. By the time you try to leave the nigga, I was already done being with you. You ain't got a fight, nigga. Baby, that's the door. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. Pack up and take a demons with you. Make sure. Make sure I'm done dealing with yeah. you. Whoa. Steve. Harvey, bitch the family feuding, baby mama drama, got the family losing, smoking backwards, out the front door fuming, I was just a student, now you look like food and yeah. hunger got me moving, I was starving too, I never bothered but I could have been a Harvard student, I was hardly stupid, but I was young and foolish, on some ways to use, family feuding.